Well, it's time now for Pharmacy Moments for this fortnight and joining us once again from Queenstown Medical Union, it's good morning to Chris Warpole. Hi, Chris. How are you going? Hi, Scurvo, on this very cool morning it here is, on the isn't West it? Coast. Indeed. No, it's very cold, although I, I believe it's not as cold as other parts of the state, would you believe? We've had a pretty good run with weather this year, actually. It's been a pretty yeah. nice run. Yeah. yeah. So we should be happy with that. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, obviously today it's a pretty significant day in the COVID world with... Uh, uh, at the moment, it looks uh, it's mandatory for um, uh, all shops uh, around the districts to have uh, the uh, QR code in, and for people to uh, sign into that. Um, I just, from your perspective, from a medical perspective, perhaps explaining to us why that is important, because uh, there's a lot of people that. I know it's an inconvenience, but, I mean, really, this is a health thing and we're looking after the health and safety of the nation, aren't we? Well, obviously the world, but uh, closer to home to Australia and and more specifically down here on the West Coast because it's such a small, um, it's a, such a small place. So, you know, a, a virus like COVID could do devastating, have devastating consequences, couldn't it? It could, Scovo. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the QR code has been implemented, um, Scovo, as a tool so that in the event that we have a community outbreak um, in the region, in fact in the state or in the region of the West Coast, that the uh, government can actually track and trace um, people who've been um, in certain facilities um, and retail outlets um, in the region. So it's an important health tool that's here to protect everybody. Mm. And what we would uh, encourage people to do is to sign up onto the app um, and therefore, when you um, come to a retail outlet and you scan, you use your m- mobile phone to scan the QR code, your details come up really, really easily. So it takes, you know, five or six seconds to do it, to scan and, um, impl- and put input um, the information. It's really quick. It's really easy. So the whole idea of it, Scovo, is it's protection of the community. So, yeah, exactly. Um, as I say, in the event of a community outbreak, um, that data, when you scan um, using your mobile phone, goes straight to the state government. It's, um, it's, it's, it's actually um, available for the government for about 28 days after you've used um, the app. And in the event that there is an outbreak that occurs in the region, the state government can contact you um, and say that you have um, been in contact uh, or close contact of someone who's been in that particular retail facility and then you'd be asked to quarantine for um, a period of time until um, further information is advised. So what's important is just the safety of the community and to prevent further spread of the virus in the community. So it's all come from this Delta, this very highly contagious Delta strain vaccine, yes. um, sorry, Delta strain virus that's come out of out of uh, India primarily. That's mm. the reason for us um, implementing this um, across the state. Yeah, it is. Uh, people say it's an inconvenience, and I guess it is. Um, but uh, my concern is that if people don't do it and we get the virus, then people are going to start to panic. And we, we sort of don't want that when it happens, do we? That's right. Um, if, if we don't do it, what that means, it's going to be more difficult for the, for the government to uh, make contact with you um, in the event that you've been a, a close contact or have been in a retail facility where there's been someone who's um, been subsequently found to be COVID positive. So it's just a protection tool mm. um, and, and it is important. And really what we're doing, Scurvo, is we're playing catch up here on the on the West Coast. Yeah, we are. Yeah, um, the rest right. of the state's been doing it. In fact, um, the other states around Australia have been doing it. Um, we've been uh, all a bit slow on the uptake and I must admit we have been rather complacent yeah. over the last oh, 12 definitely. months or so. Definitely. Um, so it's, it's important. 
and and we've, we're implementing, um, or we have implemented the uh, the QR code in our pharmacy here in Queenstown. Um, and for those people, of course, who don't have a mobile yeah, phone, who that. don't have that facility, yep. um, they they can document um, their details um, on a handwritten form um, that we'll have yep. available in the pharmacy. Great. For that and I assume that most shops would uh, have that as well, because yeah, there are there are people that don't have phones, uh, particularly the elderly. Um, so, um, yeah, I'd, I'd assume that would be the case. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, people tend, uh, people are saying, um, and it's not necessarily people on the West Coast, but I've, I've read that people think it's, you know, the government kind of trying to control everybody and all that sort of thing. It really is a health and safety issue. It's that's all the, about health yeah. and safety. That's all it is, Scovo. It's important to ensure that the health and safety of our community, um, particularly our most vulnerable in the communities, have number one priority. So that's the reason why we're implementing it. Mm, And, uh, of course, there's a couple of weeks. I think we've got a month's growth until the end of July to have uh, the QR code put in place. Mm. Um, But we're, of course, doing it um, as a matter of priority Mm. now. I mean, as a a health facility, um, the Queenstown Medical Union is held to a high standard, of course, um, a similar standard to what a um, doctor's surgery or a hospital would be. Um, So it's important for us as a business to um, be seen to be protecting our community and doing the right thing, Mm. and that's why we're doing it. And, and of course, it's... um, it's, it's mandatory. Yeah. I mean, as we've said, this strain of flu um, is, you know, much, much worse than the previous one, which is bad enough anyway. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. Uh, it's hard to comprehend how one form of a, uh, of COVID can be uh, worse than the previous one. It's yeah, that's, but that's the that's the crux of the matter, isn't it? It is. I mean, what many epidemiolog- epidemiologists will say is that Mostly when a virus um, transmits through communities over a long period of time, the virus becomes less infectious over time. But in particular, in this case with COVID-19, it's actually become much more infectious. So what we're seeing is we're seeing uh, very casual contacts, um, very short communications between people, you know, in the the vicinity of sort of seconds or so before um, the virus can be transmitted from one person to another. So highly infectious, it's the Delta strain, far more infectious than the initial alpha strain of COVID, which was the, from the initial outbreak that mm. came out of uh, out yeah. from overseas. So this is, this is the reason we have to step up just that little bit more in terms of protecting the community. Mm. On the whole, as a, as a pharmacist yourself, just thinking about the, the whole thing on the mainland, do you think we're a lot better at um, you know, eradicating the COVID-19? Well, at the moment, Skirvo, we, we've got problems with supply of vaccines. Yes. So that's the major issue that's um, reducing our capacity to ramp up the vaccination program in Tasmania. Um, so, I mean, we know in, in the community that there's people who want to get the vaccine, particularly Pfizer vaccine. Mm. Yes. We know that there's AstraZeneca's available, of course. But um, for people who want to get Pfizer, I don't believe there's going to be any Pfizer available in the state until around August. August, yeah, that's what I've been told, yes. Right. And, of course, the, the, um, the, the criteria for people to have the Pfizer vaccine has also changed. So that's also caused just a little bit of confusion yeah, in the yeah, community. Has, yeah. So people um, up to the age of 60 now are eligible to have the Pfizer vaccination, whereas before it was up to the age of 50, mm. right? So now it's up to 60. So there's potentially going to be more people that are going to need to have Pfizer. So we know um, that Pfizer is going to be available as from next month. We know yep. that the, the, the clinics are still 
um, occurring here in the old medical union building Tuesday afternoons and Wednesday mornings. Um, so yes, what, what, it's a really a call out for everybody to get vaccinated so we can achieve that that 80% herd immunity that um, we're trying to aim for. So that's 80% of the, of the community to be vaccinated um, from COVID-19 yep. before we can achieve that, uh, that herd immunity level. Now, I was going to get the, um, uh, the Astra- AstraZeneca one uh, a couple of weeks ago and then the whole thing about them, it's for people over the ages of 50. So I said, I'll wait until the Pfizer one comes in. Do you recommend that people actually have the, va- the vaccination, the Astro one anyway in the meantime? Or is it more um, more beneficial to wait until it comes in August? Well, what we know is that um, uh, as you as people transcend beyond 60 years of age, the um, incidence of TTS or thrombocytopenia thrombosis syndrome mm-hmm. starts, to, uh, starts to decrease. But of course, your chance of um, being really sick or being on a ventilator and being in intensive care yep. um, following um, a COVID um, outbreak and being sick um, is, is ramps up to be a lot higher after 60. So um, I would encourage anybody who um, wishes to have the vaccine and maybe just that little bit hesitant about it or not quite sure to have the conversation with their local doctor about that. Mm. I mean, more than happy for people to come in and have a conversation with me about that. That's absolutely fine. But um, also to have a conversation with with their doctor to see whether, in fact, um, they uh, should be eligible to have the, um, the AstraZeneca um, vaccination. Um, so, yeah, the Prime Minister made, a, made a, I guess, a captain's call, didn't he, saying that, um, you know, it's, it's OK for everybody to have the um, AstraZeneca vaccination. He sort of did a bit of a black backflip on that. Yes. Um, and so now it's all about having that conversation with the doctor to determine eligibility and um, for people to make an informed choice, Skirvo, as to whether they wish to have the vaccine or, or otherwise. But of course, yes. we as a business and me as a pharmacist would be encouraging people to absolutely have the COVID vaccination. Yep. Because I mean, once you have the COVID vaccination, of course, that gives you the freedom to be able to um, live your life the way you want mm. to live it fully. Exactly. Of course, if you don't have the vaccination, there is some, uh, some conversations about the fact that, you know, you may not be able to travel overseas, you may not be able to travel in, interstate, you may not be able to go on an aircraft. Yep. There are things that you just simply won't be able to do. Exactly. So um, what we would do is encourage people to have it for the protection of the community, for the health of the community, and also so that we can just get on with living our lives and without having to worry, mm. worry about COVID-19. Exactly, yep. All right, well, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you very much for joining us. I think uh, you provide us with some really good information on that. So, um, yeah, um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll let you get back out of the cold now and get back to uh, Queenstown Medical Union. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Gobo. Cheers, mate. Excellent.